Hello, and welcome to Healthy Bites, an all-encompassing podcast about your health from the Audrain County Health Department. Each week, we hope the information you hear on this show from a variety of experts in Audrain County, the state of Missouri, and the world will positively impact your health and your health decisions. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Now, on with the show with your host, Chris Nubra. Thanks, and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Bites Podcast here at the Audrain County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris Nubra, and joining me today, we thought since there was a big discussion going on uh, on social media, in the media itself, uh, about the lack of formula for babies, we thought, well, let's let's tackle that pro- that, that that problem and, and let's let's talk about that uh, and maybe give some guidance ourselves. So I brought in Greta Hopke, who is our registered dietitian here at the Audrain County Health Department, and Melody Kleinsorge. She is our lactation consultant. I would say is that is that a good way to put it? No, I'm a breastfeeding peer counselor. And then Greta, Greta does a lactation consultant role here. Hey. Okay. Close. Close. <laughs> but, okay. I got that figured out. I've only worked here seven years. I mean, cool. <laughs> Ladies, I wanted to talk with you about this shortage going on. What can you tell me about the shortage? Greta, let's start with you. What, 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 what's going on? Well, it was really aggravated when the Similac had the formula recalls. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in what February? Correct, somewhere that in there. Was in February, okay. and then what we're being told is because of COVID supply chain shortages problems, it's now been aggravated, possibly even more so by people being fearful and hoarding formula. Um, so that is kind of setting the stage of you know stores not having a lot to give, and then setting limits on how many you you can get at one time. I'll throw a curveball your way, but what? was the recall about what was was that the metal shavings no no it was actually so there, here's a little bit of information that most people don't realize okay powdered formula is not sterile it has little microbes in it oh fortunately most of the time those little microbes aren't enough to make a baby really sick right but there are always risks with formula no powdered formula is completely safe but in those formulas, there was some microbes that were more dangerous, especially to infants. And there, as we all know, were some deaths, unfortunately, with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just that powdered formula was had too many of one type of microbe or some more dangerous types of, of microbes. And there. a cascading effect and leads to uh, to where we are today the, the shortages what do you melody what are you what are you hearing from your clients what what's what what are they what are they saying about the shortage well mainly lot, they can't get it i mean yeah i've heard people say they've gone to seven different places looking for the formula and you know i do breastfeeding more so mm-hmm, i i've mm-hmm. i've seen a couple of different moms that sat in the chair and said they were having some latch troubles because we know that breastfeeding it is natural but it doesn't always come mm-hmm, naturally mm-hmm. or always easily you know, a lot of good things do take time and effort to learn and support. You know, sure. Sometimes you need support, but that was kind of interesting to see a couple of different moms that said they saw some of their other friends that were so stressed out with formula shortages. And I think one of them was using some formula too, but she said, I'm going to, I want to work on this latch. I want to keep getting this to work because I, I need to be able to have breast milk for my baby. So, I mean, that's the more the side I've seen since I'm on the breastfeeding side. Sure. And, and that, but, but breastfeeding is the most 
most best. That's not a good word. I'm a journal, former journalist, <laughs> but no, breastfeeding is the the best way to go, right? Yeah, we always say it's the optimal, the optimal, optimal health. We, you know, we don't we don't want to make people feel guilty if we say best is breast. I mean, breast is best, right? Breastfeeding is best, but it is it is the optimal way for you to feed your child to give them the best health. Gotcha, gotcha. So, formula's been around for a while. Greta, can you give me a little history on formula when it came about and and, and where it came from? Oh, sadly, there's a lot of politics in formula. (laughs) Okay. There is. a book about that. Yeah, there was a a really educational book written about it, and it's really sabotaged the... Wait, 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 wait. Politics (laughs) in formula? How? What? Yes. Yes. From from government officials or from... Private industry? A little bit of both. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm flabbergasted here. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll share the book. Okay, with you. you go right ahead. I want to read it. <laughs> um, and it's really sabotaged the, the breastfeeding relationship mom and baby has had. Wow. Um, but it honestly, a lot of it started because formula companies realized moms were seeking doctors' ex, um, experience or education or advice. And so formula companies were bribing these doctors to sell their product. And at first it was a prescribed formula. So the, the moms thought this baby formula was specifically for their baby, which it was not. Right. Um, and because of all the history that was happening, like this was also happening when women were going into the workforce in unclean environments, so their baby were, wasn't able to come safely to them, with them to work and right. as they fed their baby. So they were, in a sense, kind of being pushed to use formula because they didn't have a way to feed their baby because they were away from their baby as they moved to the cities and away from their families and didn't have this support. Sure. Um, so, but, but formula has changed. And honestly, formula is probably the best it has ever been. Um, however, there are some ethical things with formula about how much they can research it because there's not a lot of research that can be done with babies. So some of the new things that they add to formula has not been well researched because ethically oh. you can't always research those things with babies. There's a lot of ethical limits when it comes to researching things with babies. Wow. Didn't realize that. So um, some of the new things that they are always like trying to make formula as close to breast milk as possible, they find these particular things like oligosaccharides is one of the good things in breast milk. So they try to put that in formula. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know what that word sugar. means. I mean, is that is that a is that a microbe or is that a no oligosaccharides? It's a type of carbohydrate that has multifunctions. Okay, um, like it helps feed the good bacteria in the in the baby's gut. Okay. However, um, formula doesn't have the same probiotics that breast milk has, and so it's all these multi components of breast milk because breast milk is a living thing. Uh huh. That they're all working together to provide not just nutrition but health for this baby. And is that what they're trying to do with formula with the microbes in it? They're trying to no. replicate the well, breast milk sometimes, living. But the the microbes are an unwanted thing in there. So oh, they're, okay. They're trying because it's not sterile. Sterile would be there's nothing, you know, there's no harmful thing in it. Right, right. Um, but they they do try to add things like the probiotics to the formulas to make them as close to breast milk as possible. Okay. But my point in saying that is they're isolating one or two items that they have found in breast milk, trying to put it in formula, um, but yet they can't really research it completely as how it affects the baby. Um, and but, they're only taking one or two things versus, you know, hundreds of things that are in breast milk and all working together. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily know how when you isolate that one or two things, 
is it really going to be beneficial? True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. The shortage happened. People are having a hard time getting formula. All of a sudden social media explodes. Thank you, social media. But it explodes with all sorts of myths, all sorts of facts, all sorts of jumble. Give me some myths that, that, that are out there that are kind of harmful or can be for, for mothers that are looking for formula, but can't find it. So they go to these, they go to these, Hey, build your own formula. So one of those is that cow's milk or goat's milk is the same as formula or is as nutritious as formula. So what we know is, especially an infant that is less than six months is their kidneys are not done developing and their kidneys are responsible for keeping that electrolyte water balance and, and, and digesting and removing like the proteins and all those kind of mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So cow's milk is way higher in protein and not as high in carbohydrate as what a baby needs. For a human baby, we need a, a lot higher carbohydrate and fat diet compared to protein because there's so much more brain development that's going on in those first few months. And cow's milk or goat's milk is not going to meet that nutritional, like just those macronutrients, carbs, fat, protein, aren't aligned with how it needs to be for that for that infant, especially okay. that newborn. Um as of course, as that baby grows, their kidneys are becoming more developed, and mm-hmm. usually by about six months, they're pretty good. Where we can—that's at the age when we say, "Oh, you can start offering some plain water to your to your baby um, in small amounts." But any baby less than six months, there's a certain amount of water that they need compared to formula, and that's another myth. I, I could just add more water to my baby's formula. No, so no dilution. No dilution because that throws those kidneys off, and that can throw off their electrolytes. Therefore. Okay. The other thing is then you've diluted how many calories they're getting. They might be getting full, their tummy's full, but right. they're not getting enough calories to help with good sustained growth. Kind of like when we eat a piece of pie every day for, for, for you know, just because it's empty calories. It's well, har- it can be harmful calories. It's not so much that it's empty calories. It's not enough calories. Okay. Because if, if you're supposed to mix two scoops of formula into four ounces of water, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, well, my baby's hungry, so I'll make that five ounces of water. Well, you haven't, you've increased their, their volume, but water doesn't add any calories. So you haven't oh, increased their calories Okay. Okay. to help with their weight gain. Breastfeeding side, what... Um, What's the similarity between breast milk and formula? Is there any? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a lot of similarity. I think formula is a good tool that we use when we can't breastfeed or if mm-hmm. mom has a situation where she doesn't want to. Um... Well, you said breastfeeding is optimal. Is So does breastfeeding have, it's got more... Um, um, let less volume, more bang for the just like for the ounce or something like that. It's perfectly tailored to to suit the baby's needs. Okay. And Whereas formula is not. Yeah, formula is static. It doesn't change throughout the feed. It doesn't change um, as the child grows. Your breast milk changes. The breast milk, even this is so interesting. And Greta knows more about this than I do. But um, premature, if your baby is born prematurely, your breast milk is different. It's a different balance. Um, is or, that is that your, the mother's body telling the baby to, to, to say, "Hey, mom," telling the brain, "I got this." Is pretty much. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, our <laughs> bodies were designed to. I mean, that's how our bodies were designed. Your breast milk changes as your baby grows. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Even throughout a feed, your breast milk changes. Yes, throughout a feed, the beginning of a feeding, the breast milk is higher in carbohydrate to help make sure that baby's blood sugar comes out. 
And the longer the feeding goes, the higher the fat content comes up. So, so the baby gets more full and stays satisfied. So it's, it's like Melody said, specifically designed for your baby where your baby's at. Okay. All right. So go ahead. I was just going to say I'm enjoying seeing Chris's surprise No, I, well, I'm, I, I'm learning here. This is what the... It is amazing. You yeah. have an amazing face. I mean, you have a look on your face that's amazing because breastfeeding is amazing. That's... Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm getting it. it it's, like, it's like, wow, I hadn't realized that, you know, how, how uh, special breastfeeding is, you know, because it's, it's special. It's not something that, you know... It, it is special, and... I mean, I, I tell the moms, no matter how much breast milk you're giving to your baby, that's a wonderful gift that no one else in the whole world can give. Right. Because also, as a mother, your breast milk is specifically tailored to your children. Right. So even a donor milk, I mean, that's that's good, too. You know, mm-hmm. through a, oh, we always, yeah, through you need to go through a bank, no, not just a friend. That's what we okay. talk about. But um, just the fact that your, your specific immune system Pass. I mean, you pass immune benefits through your breast milk to your right. baby, and right. that's specifically tailored to your baby. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Greta. Um, as far as more myths, um, we covered the cow goat thing. Um, what about making your own formula at home? Well, again, that can be concerning because um, I mean, you'd have to be educated in you know what has carbohydrates, protein, fat that you're getting that right balance. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what the exact right balance is, and I'm a dietitian, <laughs> um, you know. And the uh, the other concerning thing again, it's specific thing, to the kid. Well, it, and For, yeah. possibly their partially their age, um, and and that it's more of a ratio of like how many carbohydrates they need to the protein to the fat, um, and and then adequate water without too much or too little water, because too little water can be concerning too. Mm-hmm. And then. The other thing we know is, um, you know, breast milk naturally has the vitamins and minerals that our baby needs. Formula has added those vitamins and minerals. Um, and if you're not, if you're just making this with hot common household ingredients, they're often going to be lacking in vitamins and minerals that our babies need mm-hmm. for future. I mean, we've learned so much about bone health, like how vitamin D, we need that as an infant for our future bone health. I mean, and... There's many vitamin um, and mineral deficiencies we don't see anymore because we have fortified formula. Right. Um, and so you don't see rickets really anymore. You don't right. see some of these things because we've done a good job at making formula better. And there's, you know, meeting those vitamins and mineral needs. Um, when you go to homemade formulas, there's going to be a big concern with. Are they getting it up? Well, as far as homemade formulas, I mean, are you talking like, I mean, I'm just trying to think, do you, do you use like pasteurized milk and sugar and flour and stuff like that? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, it says a recipe. So I'm thinking recipe, you're thinking staple stuff to bring it together. Is that what they're using? Is that? I, I have not looked, but I have heard, yes, recipes such as like evaporated milk, Cairo syrup, and I don't even know what the other thing that they've added, but. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's kind of concerning. Yeah, just a little bit because the baby might not be able to digest as well because yeah. you talk about babies fussy because they didn't get the right formula. Can you imagine just throwing these crazy ingredients in their little right and un- undeveloped <laughs> would, GI would, systems? Would that be a cause for colic to rise? Oh, I would think so. Well, yeah. colic. Actually, I think is a re- uh, a fussy baby for no known reason. I think we would know the reason for this one. <laughs> right, <laughs> it could be poor true. feeding practices. But it's the common t- the common verbiage is co- is colic. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, so, you could probably have a fussy baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So okay, and then, and plus all everything else that goes wrong with with you know introducing something new to you know I'm talking diarrhea and other problems that could come along from yes, absolutely from this stuff. Um, go ahead. Oh, and you know what I would say to anybody that has drastic concerns that they either cannot make enough milk that so that or they have chosen not to breastfeed so they are fully formula feeding. And they cannot find the formula, mm-hmm. um, and they've exhausted all their options. You know, is reach out to your physician before you start making anything yourself, before you start watering anything down or making your own choices. Um, if you in doubt, don't know what to do, um, reach out to your physician so they can give you some some guidance. Some kind of guidance mm-hmm. there. And it depends on your baby's age what they might tell you. Right, right, Melody. As far as back to the breastfeeding, there's also you know they're encouraging relactation. Is that right? Relatching, relactation. Yeah. Talk about that. How hard is that to do, and 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 is it is it a viable option? I think it really depends depends on the mom. Depends on how old the baby is, how long she hasn't been breastfeeding. Uh, we do know that relactation takes a lot of work. Mm. So a lot of time. I mean, when you if you because if you're not breastfeeding, the, the 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 milk cells basically or the milk sacs, I guess, in the breast actually dry up. Is that correct? I'm going to have to defer to Greta on, on that. She's <laughs> okay. the lactation consultant. Okay. Uh, I mean, every every woman's different. It, it's a supply and demand and, and also hormonal driven. So okay. um, if you have stopped demanding or removing that milk, your your body does kind of slow down on making it on making that milk. There are women who have not breastfed for many years and could still produce a little milk. So it is it very individual um, and it's also very hormonal driven. So if women have started on things like birth control, obviously that's going to make it a lot harder to relactate. Um, or if their hormones have changed drastically for some other reason, um, like Melody said, it, it's kind of very individual. And just like she said, depends on how old that baby is, how long you've stopped, how long it's been since you've last breastfed. Mm-hmm. Um, but are, are where, you, where there's a will, there's a way. Sure. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Uh, are, are you guys willing to teach relactation? Absolutely. Yeah. We. I have a friend who's she's hoping to adopt. She and her husband are gonna hoping to adopt, and she was asking us the other day for any information and tips. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and Greta might know better, but I I think I've read that if you're going to if your goal is to relactate, sometimes you need to have your goal, you know, have like a realistic expectation that you might not be fully breastfeeding your adopted baby or. Um, so you're supplementing with formula. Yeah. But as just like I said before, we always say, and we believe any amount of breast milk is great. It mm-hmm. helps your, your gut for the rest of your life. From what I've read, mm-hmm. helps your uh, immune system and helps you even digest that formula. That's a little bit harder to digest. So yeah, we just had a mom today and I was, she has twins and I was congratulating her for, all her good work. She's doing formula and breast milk, and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be busy. <laughs> yes. yes. But particularly in this time, even if you can't fully breastfeed, but you can do some breast milk, it helps lessen your stress level. Like, at least I have something I can feed my baby while I, while I am limited on the amount of formula I can find or get. Right, right. Okay, so one thing they do say on the, on the DHSS website mm-hmm. I found, uh, do feed your baby over six months more 
baby food more what kind of food are they talking they're not talking solids here really are they well it depends on the age of the baby i mean when i'm educating families i always say our goal is by the time they're one they're more or less joining you at the table okay so that's an 11 month old that baby could very well be eating what you're eating for supper just more chopped up and maybe a few alternatives um but typically most babies when they first start around six months is starting with those simple purees of whether you're making it at home or you're buying baby food, but pureed know. lasagna. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it could be done. It could be. <laughs> um, but you know, introducing those in a slow and safe manner, where you you know, if your baby were to react to something, you would know what it what was the the tr- contributing cause. Right. Um, right. What about weaning? How hard is that? And 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 is it when is it um, viable to do that? You're talking about weaning from weaning formula? from formula. Um, so what, what the recommendation is, is to continue on formula until they are one, um, and then switching over to the cow's milk. Now, obviously, usually before they're one, they have been introduced to, to, um, dairy products, whether it be cheese or yogurt or milk in things. Right. Um, should you introduce the cow's milk slowly to not, because of the switch, you don't want that sudden switch to where it could shock the system? Um, well, since they probably have had some dairy before, it may not be as much of a black and white switch. Um, that's probably also different for every baby. You know, if there was a baby that um, had low iron for some reason or low hemoglobin, I wouldn't really encourage that baby to have cow's milk before one because the cow's milk has no iron. The formula has iron added to it. Okay. Um, so you kind of have to look at the, the big picture. Um, but what we know is most babies before they've turned one have had some dairy products in either their cooking or their foods or whatnot. Um, so it's usually not a just one day you get formula, the next day all of a sudden you're, all on, sudden dairy. you're on milk. Right. Um, okay. There's usually some gradual process to that. Okay. Um, as far as, you know, final words here, um, don't want to keep you too long, but uh, this is all great information. Um, but you got a mom sitting at home listening to this and she's freaking out. What do you tell her? Well, we know you're a good mom because you care <laughs> for your baby and you want the best for your baby and you're trying to feed your baby the best way you can. Sure. Um, it, you know, we have so many good resources in our community. Um, if, it, if you need help with breastfeeding, we're here. If you need help finding formula, reach out to your doctor. Um, if you just need to know how what is appropriate to feed your baby, um, you can call us or you can call your doctor. Um, and if you're just needing help finding food, there's resources in that. We have the help center that helps so many families with that. The WIC program with food costs going up, the WIC program helps so many families. So just know that you're in a community that helps you. And we're so proud of you for loving and taking care of your baby. Yeah. And I, that's really good, Greta. And I would add to that. Um, I think that moms, supporting other moms and spending time together and helping each other. I think that's really important. And this has been a more stressful time because of the formula shortage. And we're just, honestly, I think a lot of people still have a lot of stress, kind of residual stress from being shut down and from COVID. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of grief and there's a lot of things going on in people's lives. So uh, we have a mom's group that meets the first Wednesday of every month and anyone in the community is welcome to come. We, we really enjoy it. And (laughs) I think it makes there's a lot of good connections being made there. So yeah, you're not, and you're not just talking about uh, uh, breastfeeding. You're talking about 
every kind of mom problem yes. that's, that's there. Yes, we have. Know. It doesn't matter how you feed your baby. We have right. breastfeeding support available there, but sure. everyone, everyone's welcome. And sometimes grandmas come and even partners come. Yep. And toddlers, toddlers can just play together while we kind of have <laughs> our own time. And we're going to meet in the park in June and July. Okay. First Wednesday. First Wednesday. What month. time? Seven? At Six? Ten. We meet in the morning. Oh, you meet in the morning. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, got you. <laughs> yes. So, so ten, 10 in the morning in what park? Uh, we meet in Hardin Park. Hardin Park. And if, if the weather looks kind of funny, you can call the health department. Okay. And then, yeah, throughout the year we meet in a multi-purpose room in a church. But in the summer we like to do that in the park. And then in August we're going to have a, a celebratory event for World Breastfeeding Week. There we go. Okay. More info to come on that. Very good. So any more information, you can go to our website. You can call here at uh, 581-1332. Ask to speak with one of our breastfeeding uh, peer counselors or our registered dietitian. Um, and uh, ladies, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for letting me be amazed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. You're it was welcome. Good to talk. <laughs> it was good to talk. That is Greta Hopke. She's our registered dietitian and mental decline surgery. She is our breastfeeding peer counselor here at the Audrey County Health Department. I'm Chris Newbro, your host, and this is the Healthy Bites Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Audrain County Health Department's Healthy Bites Podcast. We hope you will join us again next week as we bring you more discussion on health matters affecting Audrain County residents and the world with your host, Chris Newbra. If you liked what you heard here, you can find out more information on our website, myachd.org. That's myachd.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week.